0: Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4:15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, December 15th. US stocks fell amid a host of monetary policy decisions globally. The markets continued to digest the economic implications of yesterday's 50 basis point hike from the Fed which was followed by 50 basis point increases from the European Central Bank, Bank of England, and Swiss National Bank earlier today. The economic calendar provided a host of data as retail sales decreased more than expected, industrial production declined, and manufacturing activity in New York and Philadelphia both contracted, though jobless claims moderated much more than expected. The equity front was relatively quiet, but Lennar Corporation posted mixed results and offered some cautious guidance, while Netflix saw pressure from a report about softer-than-expected ad-supported viewership. Treasury yields were lower, and the U.S. dollar gained ground, while crude oil prices declined and gold dropped. Asian and European stocks finished broadly lower, as the global markets digested mixed data and a flood of monetary policy decisions around the world. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 764 points, or 2.3%, to 33,202. The S&P 500 Index tumbled 100 points, or 2.5%, to 3,896. And the Nasdaq Composite plunged 360 points, or 3.2%, to 10,811. In moderate volume, 4.3 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 5.5 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil lost $1.17 to $76.11 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $31.60 to $1,787.10 per ounce, and the dollar index rose 0.8% to 10460 in equity news on Thursday, Lennar Corporation, ticker symbol LEN, reported fourth-quarter earnings per share of $4.55, including mark-to-market adjustments on technology investments and home-building impairments and deposit write-offs. The company said excluding these items, earnings per share was $5.02. Faxet had estimated Lennar to post earnings of $4.87 per share on revenues of $10.17 billion, which rose 21% year-over-year and compared to the street's $9.97 billion forecast. Homebuilders' new orders and deliveries for the fourth quarter missed estimates, and its gross margin also came in below projections our Corporation issued first-quarter new order and gross margin guidance that were below forecasts, though its deliveries outlook came in above expectations. Shares were higher. And shares of Netflix, ticker symbol NFLX, dropped following a report from Digiday that the company has missed ad-supported viewership guarantees promised to advertisers and is having to offer some refunds. Netflix has not commented on the report. The equity markets have been choppy as of late, with investors wrestling with the impact of aggressive monetary policy tightening from the Fed, and how long and at what pace the central bank will continue to raise rates. Schwab's chief investment strategist, Lizanne Saunders, discusses in her article titled U.S. Outlook, How Many More Times Fed, how Powell, among other Fed officials, has seemingly shifted his attention from the rearview mirror to the windshield. She points out how inflation is a lagging indicator, but the impact of monetary policy changes is in the future. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders, and you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday... Advance retail sales for November were down 0.6% month over month, below the Bloomberg consensus forecast of a 0.2% decrease, and compared to October's unrevised 1.3% gain. Last month's sales ex-autos declined 0.2% month over month, compared to expectations of a 0.2% growth rate, and as October's figure was negatively adjusted to a 1.2% gain. Sales ex-autos and gas also dipped 0.2% month-over-month versus estimates of a flat reading and compared to October's downwardly adjusted 0.8% increase. The control group, a figure used to calculate GDP, also came in 0.2% lower month-over-month versus projections of a 0.1% gain and following the prior month's negatively revised 0.5% reading. Weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 211,000 for the week ended December 10th, well below estimates of 232,000 in the prior week's upwardly revised 231,000 level. The four-week moving average decreased by 3,000 to 227,250, and continuing claims for the week ended December 3rd rose by 1,000 to 1,671,000, south of estimates calling for 1,674,000. The four-week moving average of continuing claims increased by 43,250 to 1,625,250. The Federal Reserve's report on industrial production showed a 0.2% month-over-month decline in November compared to estimates of a flat rating and versus October's unrevised 0.1% dip. Manufacturing and mining output both fell, more than offsetting a jump in utilities consumption. Capacity utilization declined to 79.7% versus estimates of a dip to 79.8% from the prior month's unrevised 79.9% rate. Capacity utilization remained near its long-run average. Empire Manufacturing Index, a measure of activity in the New York region, showed the index fell back into contraction territory with a reading below zero for December. The index fell to negative 11.2 from the positive 4.5 reading that was posted in November and compared to estimates of a move to a level of negative 1.0. The Philly Fed Manufacturing Business Outlook Index surprisingly improved but remained deeper in contraction territory with a reading below zero than expected for December. The index increased to negative 13.8 from November's negative 19.4 level versus estimates of an improvement to a reading of negative 10.0. And business inventories rose 0.3% month over month in October, below forecasts calling for a 0.4% increase after September's downwardly revised 0.2% advance. Treasury rates were lower as the yield on the two-year note declined two basis points to 4.24%. The yield on the 10-year note decreased six basis points to 3.45% and the 30-year bond rate lost four basis points to 3.50%. The markets continue to digest yesterday's monetary policy decision from the Fed, which delivered a 50-basis-point rate hike, a deceleration from the previous string of 75-basis-point rate hikes. Schwab's Lizanne Saunders discusses the decision in her commentary titled Listen to the More Hawkish Fed Music, where she notes how while progress has been made on inflation, Fed Chair Powell noted that it is too early to declare victory. Treasury yields and the U.S. dollar have moved higher this year amid this backdrop, and Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses in her article titled Fixed Income Outlook, Bonds Are Back, how we see opportunities in 2023 for the bond market to provide attractive yields at lower risk than we've seen for several years. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. The most notable reports on tomorrow's economic calendar will be a preliminary read on the S&P Global Manufacturing PMI, forecasted to remain at 47.7 in December, and the S&P Global Services PMI, which is expected to rise to 46.8 from last month's 46.2 figure. Both indexes are predicted to report a contraction in activity as noted by a reading below 50. In international news on Thursday, European stocks were sharply lower as the markets digested a plethora of rate hike announcements on both sides of the pond. The Fed in the U.S. got the ball rolling yesterday with its 50 basis point rate hike, and today the European Central Bank, Bank of England, and Swiss National Bank all boosted their benchmark interest rates by 50 basis points as well. The actions by the Fed and European Central Bank were steps down from their recent 75-basis-point rate increases, and Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, discusses in his article titled, Central Banks Stepping Down, how central banks seem to be stepping down from aggressive rate hikes, and this could lead to a year-end Santa pause rally for stocks. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. Bank of England officials were split on the 50 basis point decision, with most voting in favor of the size, while some wanted 75 basis points and others wanted to leave the rate unchanged. The European Central Bank confirmed that it will start to shrink its balance sheet by 15 billion euros a month in the second quarter, and the pace beyond that yet to be determined, per Bloomberg. This comes as the European Central Bank upped its inflation outlook and lowered its GDP forecast. The euro fell in volatile trading versus the U.S. dollar with the European Central Bank saying that rates must still rise significantly and European Central Bank President Lagarde offering some hawkish commentary in her customary press conference following the decision. The British pound dropped versus the greenback and bond yields in the Eurozone were sharply higher, while rates in the UK declined. The UK FTSE 100 index was down 0.9%, France's CAC 40 index fell 3.1%, Italy's FTSE MIB index plummeted 3.5%, Germany's DAX index dropped 3.3%, Spain's IBEX 35 index lost 1.7%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 2.5% lower. Stocks in Asia finished lower following yesterday's monetary policy decision to raise rates again by a decelerated but still aggressive 50 basis points. The central bank also suggested rates will need to remain restrictive for a while as it has not brought down inflation enough to be comfortable. The Fed's announcement came ahead of today's monetary policy actions out of the UK and the Eurozone where both raised their benchmark interest rates by 50 basis points. Inflation has been a main driver of aggressive monetary policy tightening around the globe and in his latest article titled Global Outlook, Recovery and Risk. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes how markets may continue to see volatility in 2023 as they navigate between global economic growth and inflation fears, with central banks decreasing rate hikes and China's reopening. The markets continued to grapple with reopening optimism in China and Hong Kong, but the former is still being disrupted by a surge in new COVID cases. A host of mixed economic data in the region was also digested. Japan's export growth for November decelerated by a smaller amount than anticipated, and Australia's employment change came in higher than forecasted though China's November industrial production rose at a smaller pace than projected, and its retail sales for last month dropped more than estimated. Japan's Nikkei 225 index decreased 0.4%, with the yen giving up some of this week's rally versus the U.S. dollar late in the session. China's Shanghai Composite Index declined 0.3%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index fell 1.6%. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index traded 0.6% to the downside. India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index dropped 1.4%, and South Korea's KOSPI index moved 1.6% lower. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will introduce a host of PMI figures out of Japan, Australia, Germany, France, the UK, and the Eurozone. Inflation data will also be released, including PPI out of the UK, as well as CPI from Italy and the Eurozone. Additionally, we will get reads on South Korea, Italy, and the Eurozone's trade balances, retail sales, and consumer confidence out of the UK, and the unemployment rate in Hong Kong.